0: Mm -hmm. check one two one two
1: mic check one two one two
0: mic check all right so uh Mm -hmm. i'm gonna play the song Uh, oh great (laughs) uh yo team archer on this thing right now yo macy you ready (laughs) caleb you want to do it (laughs) all right caleb let that beat drop go ahead And crab and two lots of five. Two crabs and crabs, so two lobsters crab, two and two crabs and lobsters and lobsters and two fives. Eat a trim falcon. Oh <laughs> Yo, that sounds dangerous. Get those Komodo dragons out my house, now, Masonist.
1: Yeah, let's keep this cool, okay? No need to Drool
0: <laughs>
1: Oh, jeez, what's that? What's that? What's that? I am, uh, I am the first <laughs> basilisk. You can touch me, I'm out of Ah, ah.
0: give it. it's a cold dragon it's a stop stop never stop always on the hot Let that beat drop. stop go that's it that that was so hot
1: oh my god i should have been what on that i don't want to be in that song not in public it's, it's babe i old, i literally
0: i literally have a crush on you oh, every time gosh. i listen to your your verses i mean like like the flow the flow is so (laughs) it's so smooth like i am uh, embarrassing oh my goodness that thing is tight Well, embarrassing (laughs) thanks (laughs) all right so hey guys listen welcome to defying self podcast i'm eddie and this is And, and you may be
1: wondering why i'm saying my whole name
0: yeah, can you please... Explain? Because
1: Eddie's going to let me talk for more than 30 minutes. So, you know, oh, I thought, hey, like, right. who wants to hear the short
0: form when there's the long <laughs> form? <laughs> Unbelievable. This is happening, huh? Uh, All right. Well, folks, listen, I want you to sit back and and hold on for a long form <laughs> podcast episode. Just uh, Just longer than 30 minutes. You know, we don't know how long that will go for... Let's just flow. Let's just uh, let's just flow. Okay, you know okay. why we with keep you. cutting conversations. I'm with you. I'm yeah. with you. Let's do that. Let's do that. Okay, so then today's topic. I mean, you came up with this. T- talk to us. Like, what are we doing today?
1: Well, I mean, I don't know if this is the title we wanna to go to go for, but I thought it'd be cool to have a series um, of or something to the effect of "Parenting is kicking my butt." Mm. And this, for me, what I envisioned it to be is that, you know, for all the parents out there, p- being a parent is an, uh, a constantly evolving thing that is constantly presenting us with all kinds of challenges. So there's like several things that I'm that I currently kicking my butt. So I was like, oh, you know, it'd be cool to just talk, talk about stuff like that, mm-hmm. right? Um, things that are not really resolved uh, and that are just challenging and that we're dealing with. And normally what we do is that before each of the episodes, Eddie and I will get together and, you know, talk about what we want to talk about, etc. With this one, we said, nope, I don't want him to get into my head. I don't want him to steal any of my points. You know, I want him to come up with it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. So this is like the, not that we rehearse, but this is like the conversation happening. Yeah. We haven't really had this conversation in this form. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. But just thought it'd be great you know something authentic something just
0: yeah I think it's a great it's a great point of just it's a great topic for us to just be able to to talk about uh just because it, it really is something that's actively you know what we're trying to discover and things that we're actively you know just just trying to figure out so parenting is kicking my butt yeah and and Listen, I want to talk about that. Yeah. Like to, yeah. Do you want to go first? Well, parenting well, is kicking your butt. What's listen, your man. Point? All right. Well, I got some heavy things here. All right. All right. Parenting is kicking my butt. Mm-hmm. Here's, here's the thing that, okay, there's two things immediately that comes to my mind. One is survival Parenting. And, and, and I'll explain that in a second where I feel like one of the things that we have, I've automatically clicked into to get through the hard times mm-hmm. is the survival strategies. Okay. Right, so I, I want to talk about that. And the other thing And I want to know me, how long those survival strategies last for. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing for me yeah. is your heart, your heart before dot, dot, dot. So, so there's okay. something that happens as a parent when, when I'm getting ready. The time is, you know, once it hits two o'clock and I know in 15 minutes, I got to walk out that door and pick up my boys and find (laughs) a way to navigate (laughs) through the tornado of the rest of the evening (sighs) until they're in bed. And by the time it's eight oh nine. And I'm exhausted. And I'm like, dude, I don't even want to see your face. I don't want to smell your breath. <laughs> I'm so. <You're> nasty. <laughs> but, but it's interesting because I feel like all of that starts with my heart. Like there's a thing that happens and triggers in my heart that, that, that I want to talk about. Okay. and Actually talk well, about Well,
1: okay. So let's keep it simple. Put it back. All right. Parenting is kicking my butt. So can you just talk about the? You don't have to tell us everything. Just tell us the one thing. OK, Okay. Oh, mm-hmm. so parenting is kicking your butt.
0: Survival parenting. So what's that? OK. All right. Survival parenting. Yeah. All right. So here we go. Um, survival parenting. So I, I think what, what we all as parents start off with the best of intentions. Right. How about you talk about you? No. OK. Listen,
1: <laughs> it's real. Wanna I want to hear about, I listen, hear about like, Eddie. I just
0: There is a tiny, beautiful human being that's taking a nap right now that looks that has my face. And every time I look at his his beautiful eyes and and you know that adorable cry, I'm like, man, I want to I want to do the best for this kid, and I'm ready to bring up all the tools that I have. I've you know I've I, all of my years of experience. I've reading blogs and and I I I read an article with a good idea, and I'm like, dude, I can do this, I can do this.
1: And I'm a therapist. And I'm so a, a therapist, yeah. man. I I'm a family therapist. Apply so I can this definitely. stuff, and it's gonna be amazing. Yeah. And my
0: kids are just going to be <laughs> so great. Trish. So mm-hmm. the issue is that I felt that way with every one of them in those beginning stages. And you know what? There are good times in life where you feel like, hey, I'm flexible. I'm dynamic. I can mm-hmm. be what this child needs. But, but here's the issue. Then life hits, right? And then one after another. Guys, like I have been on this run hard space since... Since May this year, I mean, it's been like nonstop visitors, um, uh, work, uh, travel, new baby birthdays it's been like it's pretty much been nonstop every week and what happens and i think in in these times is where we adapt strategies on how to keep our ship moving right how to keep things moving forward and and i think we do that so well sometimes that we we begin to forget that i have the capacity to connect to this individual this human being Mm -hmm. in a human way right and and i start to rely on my tools as a parent to keep my shit moving so so what that tends to look like is hard punitive um like hey you're gonna do this and Mm -hmm. you know i'm gonna do my five four three and it's gonna be like not even a slow it's gonna be a five (laughs) four three two one it's gonna be a quick one because i'm trying to and and the issue is that it Mm -hmm.
1: works it works so what are you saying? So you kind of like saying you come in, like there's an agenda. So the whole I'm trying to keep my ship moving right. is I just sort of um, approach each day with, okay, an agenda. This is, you know, how I'm going to survive.
0: So the punitive is that, hey, we better stick to the plan. Like, and or, I think mm-hmm. what's interesting is that, yes, there, there's an agenda and there's a plan, but it's not based on events. It's based on behavior. Right? So I have a plan okay. now so that if you oh, if okay. you hit your brother, I know what I'm going to do to you. Oh, okay. If you go there or touch this mm-hmm. or don't do this right, it's those are the triggers that move me to action as okay. opposed to the hope of in the relationship and me building proactively towards who you're meant to be. I mean, you know, like so all the mm-hmm. all the good stuff we know we need to give our kids as as good parents. It's almost as if when we go into survival mode, that stuff is secondary, and the thing that triggers us to action are the behaviors that we see, right? So, so that okay. survival parenting mm-hmm. and that, that mode, that space So that's is, like reactive. Yeah, very reactive. Rather than being active. proactive. Yeah, very... Okay. A, and that's, I think that's a key thing, right? Okay. It's just or reactive I'm,
1: parenting. Yeah, I'm okay. going to make
0: it to the end of the day, and, and, um, and, and the thing that cues me to make it through is just like, hey... You have five minutes to do this. You better do it five minutes. And you so better.
1: you walk in with like some um well some plans as to how you're going to react to the different triggers of
0: misbehaviors.
1: No, and boys, it's not no,
0: it's not preconceived okay. plans. No. These mm-hmm. are instinctual, reactive like responses. Okay. This is hey, you know what? That's actually getting on my nerves. You're gonna stop it right now. Okay. And and now, you know what? You're in time out. And so, so what's happening is like the time is filled with, with me, you know, moderating my annoyance and, mm. and kind of responding oh, to the kids in that as opposed maybe to maybe
1: focusing on building the relationship. Exactly. Oh, okay. So you are watching more of, uh, of okay, don't step on my toe. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. Kind mm-hmm. of thing.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, so that's, that's an issue. Um, and, and I think, I think that's kicking my butt because, you know, I, I'll say this, that we, I tend to go there because there are times where I need it, right? Mm-hmm. There are times I just need to, I need, look, I, I got to get in there and help and say, well, with this, or, or I need, I have a session in a second. I need to leave the house. So I've got to rein everybody in to make things happen. So the ship could keep moving. I have to keep the ship moving. And the, the, the poison, I think the, the issue that we come across is that it works. It works. We get to the end of the day. I've minimized my annoyances or at least it's not that I've minimized it really yeah. you know I've addressed and and I've at least like paid attention to my annoyances, and okay. I think that's a difference. Mm, paid the difference because the truth is if I was more okay. proactive and I was doing the stuff to build the identity of the child throughout the day and I had a proactive plan for that, I'd probably be a lot less annoyed yeah than leading yeah yeah right and so,
1: focused on building the relationship mm-hmm. um, proactively right it'll probably end up still addressing. Exactly, the The issues that I want to address in the beginning but problem is also being in so I guess there's a problem with being in a survival mode that you can have very myopic like you can be very short sighted uh, and end up doing more work than when you are parenting from okay let's be proactive this is what we're trying to build uh, and this is kind of like what I'm going to go after versus just trying to take care of um, my annoyances and making sure that my
0: kids don't
1: annoy me right I know if, okay. yeah.
0: yeah yeah and i think i think again like i was saying the poison of all this is that it works and so we think that okay i got through the day i dealt my annoyances this was a good day so i'm going to repeat it because it works and i'm going to repeat it again and, and and before you know it you're living in this place where you're like distanced from your child. Yeah. You know, from now they're doing the same crazy annoying things, but they're learning, I gotta do it behind your back. Mm. And that's not what you and want. that's not what you want. Yeah. That's definitely not what you want. Because it because instead of you being a solution, you're actually the police. Mm. Where you're you're just you're the spotlight yeah. and you catch them. You know, and the issues is that you never addressed. Who they are as an individual and, and built from that space. So, yeah. so that's the thing that I'm paying attention to. I recently, um, uh, I think you and I we 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 tend to sit down once a week and just talk about our family and pray and um and just have conversations about what's happening with us individually, um, our couple. But one of the things that w- that came up as we were talking is that I have to, I have to in my own heart shift. Right? I, have to, I have to transition from a place of needing to manage my annoyances and, and surviving the day mm-hmm. to, to a place of actually um, just knowing what is possible, right? Knowing that what I don't see or, or know, right? And it's just, I guess what I'm really speaking about is, is this internal position of inquiry when it comes to my kids. Yeah. This internal position of, I want to be interested, and what comes from you next. Yeah. Right? I want to be inspired by who you are and your creativity mm-hmm. and I want us to laugh and I want us to 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 run and I mean just all the things that in a relationship are, relationship. Yeah. Who you are. Mm-hmm. I know I need to connect with that. Yeah. And I need to build from that place. And I guess I guess the key thing for me in in confronting my survival parenting is hope. Mm-hmm. Right? It's hope. I need um I need to just kind of know that this isn't just because it works i don't need to this isn't it Mm -hmm. i don't have to stay here i can change i can move and i and i'm just going to start with that statement of i absolutely can and so yeah okay i'm going to deal with them today and and i'm going to trust that 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 declaration will uh, my spirit will align with it and as that happens my actions and my you know Follow through. My proactive efforts will align with it as well.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. All right. So parenting is kicking my butt. All right. I need more patience.
0: All right, patience. That's
1: like my permanent <laughs> prayer. Uh, I'm, and, and I mean, in my mind, I have like some images of some mothers that I know that are just so calm. Oh. I think you know some of the people I'm talking oh about. Oh, my goodness. Very yes. calm. Kid could be, you know, doing like the craziest thing that will probably have me standing up and like, you know, screaming but they're just like speaking gently to the child. And so that's sort of like also part of the image that's in my head. Mm-hmm. But I think even outside of that, it's also sometimes watching myself interact with the kids and then feeling like, oh, man, I wish I just was a little bit more patient. Right? You know, sometimes when... And so this is a thing that, that I've been um, thinking about in my mind, that being a parent, it's a position of power. Mm-hmm. Right? You know the saying of... Um, uh, Power corrupts, but absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. Mm. Um, so in the sense that when you have power and you can, uh, w- is it wield, yield, yield, wield, the power, you can basically exercise your power, right? There's always an opportunity for you to maybe overuse it.
0: Right. Yes.
1: Right? Or use it wrongly. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing with like the parenting child relationship. So
0: good. Right.
1: Um, so the thing that I realize sometimes is that, yes, you know, these there's kids are doing stuff. And, you know, um, you also have you dealing with other things and perhaps you find yourself in a moment where you're like stressed out. Or you just have less tolerance or I find that I'm, you know, like my patience has sort of like run out and then the child is doing something. Um, and perhaps the, you know, I don't know, maybe uh, Mason is sitting on top of Caleb um, and Caleb is crying and I come into the situation and I'm frustrated. I'm like, hey, why are you sitting on top of your brother? Uh, Or it's something else. Maybe that's okay. Maybe that's like kind of like unreasonable. Um, But perhaps, you know, it's a scenario where I don't know. They're (laughs) they're playing, and I heard, you know, one side of the conversation. Let's just say, and I I come in and then I say to the older brothers, like, Hey, what are you doing to your younger brother? Et cetera, et cetera. And he's trying to explain, but what do I do? I cut him off, right? And I barrel over him, right? And I say, You know, no, I just want you to do. You know, X, Y, Z or X, Y, Z for Mm -hmm. the South African, my South African peeps. All right. Oh, (laughs) yes. International. (laughs) X, Y, Z. (laughs) Um, So the thing that I realized that, no, that's not, that's not, that's not good. Of Mm -hmm. course, there's times where I don't know if the child's like about to run off the ledge, you know, like a physical, you know, like, yes. So part of like the urgency of voice is important in those scenarios to make sure that the child is aware that, oh my gosh, you're about to endanger. Mm-hmm. themselves, you mm-hmm. know. But I just think that, you know, normal day to day, I realize that this tendency to sometimes barrel over the child and not give them a chance to express themselves. That's the same thing as what you were talking about, right. where it can undercut the relational component. Sure. Sure. So I think that I realize that yes. Because I think I've always wanted patience, but I now I'm starting to understand. Better why I actually need the patience, right? So yeah, patience so that I don't, you know, overreact or patience just so that I can bear more the inconveniences and the misbehaviors, behaviors, sure. Sure. which I think was like sort of how I was thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now I'm realizing that it's also patience to allow me to build relationship and relational connection with my kids. Yes, right. So one of the things that I've started to practice. Is that yeah, so if I find myself walking into a situation like that, where in, in some ways maybe where you've already you saw the situation and you see how it should have ended and how everybody should have behaved, right? Um and where yes, fine, you can go ahead and offer your child your opinion. But instead, I come into the situation. But because I'm trying to connect and build a relationship, so instead of cutting uh Mason, you know, or oh, uh, you know, what's this? Um not giving him a chance to finish talking. This time around I come in with patients and I'm like, hey, so I see this person is mad. Uh can you guys tell me what's going on? And then the child now explains that this is what's happening. Mm-hmm. And then now we actually have a conversation around, you know, the the whatever it is that's happening. Right. Okay, so and I basically in conversing with a child, I end up being able to get into their mind a bit more. Yes. Right. And I find that sometimes it's not always easy to figure out what question to ask. You know, so that's something that I haven't necessarily mastered. But I think nonetheless, at least being in the position where I'm more open to hearing the child, um, you know, I'm starting to get better at yep. asking questions and just like waiting uh, for the child to say what they need to say. Right. Uh, and to finish uh, and I find that in that case, I actually get to know the child a bit more. Yeah. And this is a thing that I, I was just thinking about. I'm like, it's crazy because uh, we have these children, but life being so busy. The thing that saddens me is sometimes feeling like, man, I just feel like I need more time to get to know you. Yeah. Like the day ends and I'm like, oh, I'm feeling a bit sad because I feel like I haven't really had a chance to, to fully connect with you. Um, But I think that in my case, I'm realizing that, well, yeah, fine. Things are not ideal in the sense that I'm not with the kids all day. However, I'd be doing myself a more disservice when in moments like that, I don't allow the child's opinion to be fully heard. Mm -hmm. And I just sort of get into discipline mode. But it's like, how do I discipline from a place of, in a relationship, where I still want to hear your thoughts I want you to express your voice fully. I want to teach you how to express your voice fully. Um, and hopefully that's like a starting place. And over time, the thing that patience will bear is conversations that become bigger and that become longer. Yeah. Um uh, because uh, depending on the kid, some kids are more uh vocally I mean, more vocally gifted than others, or are more uh, vocally expressive yeah, than others. Expressive. So some yeah. kids are able to sort of explain and express their emotions or yes. their world in words better than others. So that's the other thing where, you know, I mean, we're talking about words, but I'm like thinking, well, this child, I should not barrel over them. But I let me definitely make sure that I give them the chance to talk because it actually helps them to also develop a vocabulary True. And for I themselves that's, that's going to help us to relate.
0: Yeah, I think I mean just like pointing that out. Yes, here's the thing: like the 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 truth is that every human being has a capacity to feel, right? Mm-hmm. Even though some of us uh, don't have the 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 skill of expressing that. But you know what? That happens here. Yeah. That happens at this stage. As a three year old, I'm upset and I'm screaming. But but my uh, as a parent, my ability to say, hey. Use your words, practice. Tell yes. me tell me that feeling that you feel. You know, tell me what happened. Mm-hmm. And then I can rehearse like bringing that thing that's that, that I'm feeling, I'm caring, and actually making that words. And I, yeah. I think there's nothing but but good that can come from that.
1: Yeah. And actually I mean, so I'm just thinking of um the uh uh of caleb so a a middle child so what normally would happen is that his older brother would be sitting on top of him or doing something yeah um and normally he would scream but we're like okay so caleb use your words and there's been a difference so i'm like i I, I get it i know
0: when you're screaming it means like i'm in trouble by the way we say that to him while his brother is sitting on top of him Yes. We, we don't move the older brother we just say hey Use your words and tell him to get off. Well, anyways, go ahead.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, there's different things you can extract from it. Right. <laughs> but so the thing, though, that I, so again, like the importance of words and just helping our kids um, learn the art of expressing themselves right. uh, through words uh, is that, uh, so I've seen it with Caleb where, you know, normally it would just be, ah, ah but over time he has learned to say, Mason, get off of me. Right. Mason, don't do that. Right. Um, because I'm like, yeah, it's fine. You can say, ha ha, and that means that, oh my goodness, I'm in trouble. But uh, the thing that I'm thinking of is I'm building the 20 year old guy who, yeah. because it's like, if you don't have the ability to use words, then you become a victim. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what I mean? Or, or you don't, or rather, you don't give opportunity for people to know how you would like to be treated, right? Right, because sometimes people may mistreat you in your mm-hmm. eyes, intentionally or unintentionally. Yeah. But at least if you can use your words to inform them how you feel, it gives everybody an opportunity to change, mm-hmm. right? So on the flip side is that if your brother's sitting on top of you and you tell him, "Hey, please get off of me." and your brother is still sitting on top of you, then yeah. he has issues he that is also need to be dealt week. with. Absolutely. And the issue is learn to respect boundaries. Correct. Right? So it's a dual lesson. But I think I've seen the power of that, that he's learned to find expression. Yeah. Um. You know, to use words. So words are important. So that's the thing I'm telling myself, that be patient and allow the words to come forth.
0: Yeah. And you know, <clears throat> I guess the thing that um the word that, that, you know i would describe you're saying patience um and and the word that i describe it as is meekness <clears throat> which is power under control mm. you know you kind of said it earlier oh, yeah, where it's like i have a- i have as a parent i have power mm. i have authority like i can come in and regulate and judge any situation that my kids are in mm-hmm. because i'm the parent and yep. that's my right as as their yeah. parent but the issue is that just because you have power doesn't mean you use it yeah right Mm, and and so and that is the power transfer that's that's where i empower you three-year-old to Mm. to learn to stand yeah so and and use your power Mm, right so that so that you're not just being pushed around by life yeah so that you're not just you know um waiting on somebody bigger and stronger than to come rescue to come rescue you
1: and you don't realize that you also possess some amount of power to yeah. change the
0: situation over for yourself. yourself over your own body you know, over yeah. your yeah exactly yeah, yeah. that's excellent <clears throat> mm-hmm. yeah i like that so that's i love that because what you're really describing in the need for patience is is also a need to transfer power to empower the identity of this child yeah I know. right so so that they can stand for themselves yeah but yeah it's not just mm-hmm. patience for yourself not just patience for your well-being and self-care which all of that is impacted when yeah. we can, like, not let this stuff seep into our skin mm-hmm. as deeply. But it's almost, it's almost like you're saying, hey, this is intentional because yeah. it's actually creating life. Mm-hmm. My patience is creating life for my kids.
1: Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Meekness, power under,
0: under control. control. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. All right.
1: All right. So cool. uh, what's your next one? I think that's Parenting. our time. Uh, so, guys, I want to thank you for.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm going to send my dear friend over to you. Okay, no, you, no, 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 To come no. We got time. time guys, <laughs> we got
0: time. Let's do this. Let's keep digging. All uh, right, so, so the other thing that I had here was um, your heart before. You know, your heart before or your heart during. I guess the thing that, that so, I'm paying okay, attention so to. Sorry, take a
1: step back. So parenting is kicking my butt.
0: Oh, care... okay. Let's just put it that way. I'm sorry. I didn't realize it was I mean, a formula I, just, I don't this. understand. Let's statement. do it. Go ahead. Okay. Parenting is kicking my butt because my heart is off. Oh, your heart is off. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> my heart is off. Like, straight uh... up. Because the thing is, like, we're in the middle of these things, but we don't even realize that it broke down even before it began, mm. right? You walked in, like you're one of those people who walked in the room just upset. Yes. Like, My never mind what happens, you're, you're, just like, and... you're just off, like you're just
1: off. My heart like, is Like, you off. woke up wrong, that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. And then we met you
0: oh, <laughs> in the land of wrong. <laughs> oh, gosh. Woke up wrong. Just, and and, and so there is a, um, whether whether it's conscious or not, there are, definitely is a transaction that happens in preparation for the next thing Mm -hmm. that you know is off that you know is uncomfortable that you dislike um and that internal transition i mean that internal transaction says hey this is going to stink yeah so might as well carry carry that now Mm -hmm. you know and so even it doesn't even give you know the kids a chance to show me something differently because i already expect that is it's gonna be off. Mm-hmm. So so for me, it's 215. I gotta go pick up the kids and and manage the, the the tornado of what's gonna happen next. You know, okay, cool, we gotta go play for a little bit, gotta do homework, it's gonna be a little tough. After homework, bath time, stop sitting on your brother. And then don't lick that. Um, and then, you know, so there's this thing that my mind goes through. And, and for they're some reason, are going to go to bed and they're not really going
1: to be sleeping. They're going to keep coming out. keep coming up. Be they're going to keep doing oh, this. Gosh. Yeah. It's rough. Mm-hmm.
0: And so what happens, it's interesting how the brain is more willing to highlight the points of pain, mm-hmm. you know, than the points of victory. Because yeah. what also happens in those days, I get to look at my child's agenda it's like, wow, you actually got, you know, a. A high score you got all the stars today that's amazing mm-hmm. you know listening to my oldest actually read a book and how my heart like soars to mm-hmm. see him i'm missing that i'm yeah. missing the hilarious the choice, jokes my middle yeah. one is making throughout the day mm. and how how funny and those same things are also happening mm. but somehow my heart is prepared for the worst mm. for the dips and not necessarily the highs and the, the truth is this i i, I realized that my heart shouldn't be prepared for the highs or the dips. Like yeah. that's not necessarily what I should be queuing myself up for, yeah. you know, the good or bad times with the kids. What I should actually be queuing myself up for is the opportunity, mm-hmm. you know, of being with these guys. Yeah. Of, of, Regardless. Yeah. Cause you learn both ways,
1: whether yeah. they making you laugh or they're making you cry internally.
0: Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, you learn either way. So yeah. True. Mm-hmm. True. So, um, yeah, I mean, look, I feel like that, that, that whole issue of getting my heart right. Mm, that's important. Um, it's so important. That so, I mean, really I, watch you, I watch you kind of walk through some of these things when the baby's not sleeping well and it's a hard night, um, uh, you know, mm-hmm. during the night. Like, how, how are you managing
1: that? Yeah, so it's exactly that. Mm-hmm. So, if I find myself, like, with pent-up anxiety, so it's something, so what I do is I will proactively go after that. Exactly because of that reason. Because I realized that the minute you um, harbor anxiety, it ends up having power over you and has power over your circumstances. Mm-hmm. So the thing for me to do is to address the fact that, man, I'm feeling anxious because of X. And the minute I do that, then I go into free flow mode. Mm-hmm. So whatever comes, I'm not holding value to anything.
0: Right. Okay. So I'm
1: not holding value to him sleeping or him not sleeping. Mm-hmm. So he continues to struggle. So once I've dealt with that internal, um, you know, anxiety, um, then it just becomes easy to be like, okay, you know what, we'll go with the flow. Mm-hmm. But moments when I don't deal with the internal anxiety, then all it does is that it continues to grow. Yeah. You know, the internal restlessness and the just being off just continues to grow. Uh, especially when things continue to go the way you don't want them to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? It just sort of builds up and you just get frustrated and... And all of that. So that's something that, because I mean, it, it's the same thing even with, uh, you know, times when I've had like insomniac episodes, It's stuff that you can't control. Yeah. So the minute you kind of like <gasps> hold your breath uh, and hope for something right to happen, when it doesn't happen, what happens is that the bad feelings just increase. Yeah, Right. Uh-huh. So that's the thing that I've like learned to do. It's like, okay, well pray about the anxiety, go for a walk if you need to, uh, like breathe it out. Uh, and then walk back into the situation, and in that sense, once I'm at least at that place, I'm actually able to take you know the downsides a bit better than mm-hmm. when I don't deal with that internal, mm-hmm. um, you know, yeah, f- yeah, feeling of just anxiety. So th- for yeah. me, that's the thing that works. That's excellent.
0: And it, it sounds to me like what is required is for us to turn on internal awareness. Yeah right it's it's almost as like we have to remind ourselves hey listen let's let's reflect let's mm-hmm. reflect on what this is doing to me where i've grown right and and also well what what's the key thing that god also has his finger on mm-hmm. right like where's the where's where am i navigating to where am i going what's the destination to this that this journey Needs to be validated by, yeah, right.
1: And I think even before that, because now we're talking about coming into a situation, feeling a certain way. Mm-hmm. So the internal reflection for me is, why am I feeling this way? Okay, yeah, All right. And this is like dissect that, like at at the level of the day to day, right? Because also what you're talking about is sort of like you're talking about the the journey, right? And the constant yeah. need to rehearse, mm-hmm. right? After day spend with your kids and things are going a certain way and just like sort of tracking that, okay, well, my kids are doing this, but what is it doing inside of me? What does it give me an opportunity to build? Right, so there's that component. But I think even before that is that on the daily basis, because the feelings of anxieties could constantly be there waiting at the door when you wake up, Mm -hmm. right? To say, oh man, it's yet another day in paradise. And, you know, they're waiting for me. We I need to go wake them up for school and then the whole thing is gonna start. But I think that's the thing, like while while we're at the door, let's deal with why am I feeling so anxious? Yeah. And yeah, it's fine. We can answer that and say, oh, we're feeling anxious because, you know, you have kids. It's not easy. So you are like nervous about what's going to happen. But why are you truly feeling anxious? You're also feeling anxious because you feel like you don't have a sense of control over things. Right. And -hmm. you are being bullied by your situation. Right. Right. So that's really also what's causing the anxiety. So how do we resolve that? Mm. Right, So for me, it's that, well, God, you know what? I never was in control. So let me, help me to find your peace and give me the capacity to say it's fine. However this this dice needs to fall today, let it fall. But I'm going to remain in the fact that you're going to take care of whatever life comes at me an hour from now. And you're going to take care of whatever life comes at me, you know, at 8 p.m. tonight when they go to bed. Yeah. Right, So like just sort of dealing with that and also trying to find a way to claim your peace inside of that. Because if you still walk out and you don't claim your peace, uh, the thing that I've seen is that you still make yourself susceptible Uh to being beat down. Because in the end, when you think you've won, you really haven't won, like you explained. Yeah. Right. You can manipulate it and then, you know, infringe on relationships being built and you are actually still, you know, stressed out. So nothing's really improved. Right. Right? right. So for me, like just finding a way to diffuse and deal with that anxiety, the stress is really, really important. It is. Right. Because in some cases, you're walking into a day where the kids maybe are going to be great, but you're about to make, you know, you're about to contaminate the day because you just walked in with your stuff. Yeah. Because today was maybe the day where things are actually different, mm-hmm. but they end up not necessarily being all that different for you because you walked in with your sourness. Right. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, I don't necessarily know how we like, you know, because we're all different and how, you know, we, each of us needs to resolve that anxiety is going to be different. Yeah. But I think still finding ways around that is very important for yourself and then also for for, for our family. It
0: is. It is.
1: Right. So for you, for example, going for a ride. Yeah. On your bike is part of the thing that helps you to de-stress, mm-hmm. and so you come back, and even though it may not solve all your problems, but you, you you mentally and emotionally feel better. Yeah, and that's the thing that exercise also does for me. So I yeah. go for running, and it's literally not just you know it's not just for health, but it's also for my psychological health. Sure, because I mentally feel just that much better. Yeah, when I you know and the anxiety or whatever I'm, the stress I may have carried, like I come back and I feel like man, I feel just so much better. Uh, and from an like, emotional standpoint, i'm I'm feeling a bit better, so now it is I'm not bringing you know ten ounces of sourness, sure. you know, maybe it's only three. And you know, I mean, that's still better than, yeah, it is the it whole is. thing, right?
0: yeah, no, actually, last night I did a um I did a Facebook live for um a a parenting group, a private parenting group, bridge to parenting on Facebook. so the exact thing I was talking about is how do you deal with exactly what you're saying? How do you deal with stress? Like, what do you put in place so that you can deal with anxieties? And I guess it, it boils down to three main points I was making. And, and just, just so you know, it's highly, highly, highly customized, right? So, so point one was you have to start with asking who am I, right? Because the thing is that you actually need to serve that person you are, in order to mm. to have something to give okay right yeah. in, in order to to be reinforced right mm-hmm. so so who am I, and the example you're saying with me going writing like that 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 serves a part of me that is convinced that I need to live long enough for my kids mm-hmm. right so so I have to work on my health and yeah. and also I love it now because of the stats, and I get to see growth, and I get to see progression. So it actually feeds me. So that was one. The second thing um, that that I addressed with the team is uh, with the group was like, "Hey, you give God what He wants." There's the, oftentimes we are in a place of stress because there's something that we have to give up. Stress. Mm-hmm. The way that we relieve stress isn't the, the cessation of stress, isn't the removal of it. Mm-hmm. The way that we relieve stress is adaptation, okay. is yes. growth, is movement, right? So, so the thing that we have to be focused on is is how am I growing, mm-hmm. and how am I ensuring? And the third piece that I I talked about there was was putting a plan in place. It was actually, and and the purpose of the plan is hope. The purpose of the plan is to see, yeah, this is this is not great, but I'm gonna but this is kind of what i'm coordinating around this thing that's not great so that i have hope that one day it's going to be better because mm-hmm. i'm going to consistent consistently repeat this yeah you know and and commit to this so so yeah no that that actually answers the question that you have is like hey i'm not sure how you would do it but it's actually crucial that you start to deal with why you're stressed yeah in, in the first place yes you you have to actually do something about that yeah
1: So, uh, parenting is kicking my butt. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, this whole discipline thing. Oh. The, you know, parenting and disciplining kids. Like, for me, that's <laughs> just, that's yeah. like a whole podcast on its own. Sure. Uh, because I just feel like with discipline, so one, the thing with discipline is that one thing that works with one child is not necessarily good for the next child.
0: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: Right. Um, and here's an example. So, uh, one of the common methods that are given is, you know, timeout, your child's doing something bad, put them in timeout. Uh, and you know, so, just so that they can, yeah, well, you know, deal with, well, you know, as a, as a, as a repercussion. So I'm like, okay, so that method may work well for other kids, but for a child like my oldest, who is very creative. You can literally put him anywhere and he will find ways to entertain himself. Oh, Man yes. <laughs> right. so I mean we still use timeout for, for what it's worth, but you know what I mean though that so the impact of the, that, that kind of discipline yeah. you know may be more effective um, for child number two, but this child number one who's so creative, they'll be in timeout, but they still not necessarily sitting there moping because they've just gone into imaginary world and they're finding other ways to continue to play and to just live and not feel sad about being in timeout. Right. Uh, but anyway, so discipline for me is just like a very difficult... It's, it's a constantly um, challenging area because even if I am uh, disciplining the child right this moment, the kids are growing... Are they going to school? They're getting exposed to different things. Like they're shifting, so you quickly find that the method that used to work doesn't now work. And so the other thing that I uh, I was reading the other day is that you discipline to teach, not to be punitive.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: For me, that was like such a powerful statement. Like, why am I even disciplining? Are we just disciplining? to be punitive because sometimes yeah like yeah as fine as a parent you'd be like yeah i'm disciplining because i'm trying to teach the child okay yeah fine but really like if you look at it and you look at your heart and you look at the entire transaction of the discipline are you really going after teaching or am i going after being punitive right yeah. so that's yeah. like one of the things that i've been grappling with i'm like wow that is so so important to make sure that Yes, fine. So if I'm about to discipline you, because sometimes to show that I'm not really going after the teaching so much, is that the way I discipline you may be to say, hey, you did something wrong, go to timeout. Mm. And then maybe that's where it ends. Timeout is over, go back and play. Right? Versus maybe you've done something wrong. I said, come to go to timeout. And then additionally, I said, well, whether before or after, I'm like, okay, I want us to sit down and let's talk about why you went timeout. Yeah. yeah right what is it that i'm going after yeah so is that is more inclined good. to okay i'm teaching versus i'm just being punitive because that's how some of us i mean of course oh. my my the people that raised me were absolutely trying to teach me but as in you realize that the method falls short because uh you know they'll give you a spanking and then sometimes nobody really explains to you it's like wait but why am i getting this spanking what happened <laughs> Sure. <laughs> like there's incidents in my mind. I'm like, I said something and then I ended up getting to big trouble. But nobody ever connected the dots for me as to why was I in such severe trouble. Sure. And for me, that's even though I know, as I said, that the intention is always that you're trying to teach your child something. But I'm like, but that kind of discipline has more the punitive yeah. element to it rather than the teaching. Because if the teaching was made complete, it should be that Yes fine I said something and okay fine you end up disciplining me but you at least explained to me that hey you said that that is not right because of a b c d right but because I mean, you know otherwise yeah. then you discipline and we just and and at least I think with the explanation because also for me the discipline should be about teaching what it also attaches itself to for me is that it also then gives us it's uh, it's uh, it gives us an opportunity to also build a relationship. Yeah. Because where now I'm committed to teaching fully, and I'm committed to talking to you and talking through things with you. Um, I'm also going to give you a chance to, um, you know, tell me what's on your mind and for you know for us to like talk to each other. Yeah. Right. And then in that sense, we're getting a lot more benefit out of the discipline mm-hmm. than just me exercising power over you and being punitive. Yeah. Right. Sure. So it's so, 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 uh, so discipline is like an area of challenge and it's just one of those areas that I'm constantly sort of like being very sensitive to because it is an area that needs to continue to flex and mold itself as the child flexes and, you know, and is growing. Yeah. Right. So it means that I have to always be very curious to learn mm-hmm. about what is the right way to be disciplined in this child. Mm-hmm. What should I be saying when this is happening? Um, and then so right now I'm reading a book that is called How to Talk so that kids will listen. And so this other thing about reading and, you know, getting information from everywhere is that it's only helpful to a point. Yeah. Because I realize yeah, that true. it's also very dangerous to get too much into your head. Yeah, because that can create such a dissonance between the things you know and your child. So it's almost like yeah, read, but almost like throw it out, and then like let the things that are relevant sort of like naturally come and bubble up back gotta, onto the yeah. un- onto the surface. You gotta digest it.
0: You gotta yeah. chew it. Let the nutrients that you're supposed to use come, yeah. and all the other stuff needs to be passed out. Yeah. And
1: I just pass it out because you also don't want to overexpose yourself to other people's teachings only to end up feeling condemned and also feeling um, like it it can also make you immobile. where you've read about a strategy, but all of a sudden you're confronted with your life and it's like, oh, this doesn't quite feel like it matches up and they end up being immobile as a parent versus also just trusting that there is wisdom for you to know what to do from Mm -hmm. moment to moment and throw a textbook out, out of your mind. You know, but as you're saying, you still in in any case carry the things that are good. You carry them inside of you, but you also allow yourself to organically figure out how those things fit yeah. if they fit at all in your right. life. Right. Versus sort of like trying to impose your life, your kids to this thing that I've read. Sure. And then you run into problems and stress because you're like, oh my gosh, it's not really fitting. Like yeah. the solution is not really working out for me. Sure. Uh, but in any case, so one of the things though that I that, that has been beneficial about reading this book. Is that we need to allow our kids to express their feelings rather than just dealing with the situation. Give them an opportunity for them to express their feelings. Mm -hmm. So somebody's crying and having a meltdown. So instead of me going and sort of like, you know, in so few words, sort of like saying "get over it" um, and let's just move on. Instead, I come with a language that says, "Hey, it looks like you're feeling really sad because of X." So for me, I really like that because what that also does is that it goes back into the topic of building relationship. Because mm-hmm. sometimes somebody's crying and I just come to them with solutions. Guess what I've undercut? If that child really had something on their hearts and they wanted to talk, I've just shortcut the opportunity for that talking to happen. Because I've just subscribed mm-hmm. uh, a solution. Yeah, But if I come with a, oh, okay, you, oh your brother took your toy. Oh, here's your toy, just take it. And basically, I'm saying, well, get over crying. Uh, you know, well, no, no talking necessary. But if I come and say, hey, it looks like you're sad. Somebody took your toy. They can explain to me what's going on in their mind. So it goes back to the point of they get an opportunity to exercise expressing themselves. Sure. And that's one of the things that's pointed out that in truth, if you look at society, a lot of us don't know how to express our feelings. Sure. And yeah. we kind of like wonder why. But I'm realizing now is that it's because we're never taught as kids yeah. to find the full expression of our feelings. Somebody's sort of like trying to shortcut the pain because you know how it is with, with parents. When a small child is crying, so it's like the instinct doesn't die because it's a newborn, they're crying. And yes, you do your best to keep them, stop them from crying. But that instinct, unfortunately, continues. It can easily continue, you know, all the way to like an inappropriate age where now it's like, no, OK, I'm not going to try to stop you from crying. I'm just going to try understand and help you also express yourself to me. Why are you crying? And then see if that resolves your crying.
0: you know? Yeah, no, but you're right, though. I think discipline is like an entire podcast on its own because I've been in it. I'm a certified teacher for one. I created a model for another. (laughs) I'm writing a book for a third. (laughs) (laughs) It's like nonstop as far as where you can go with it. But I do think the process of you realizing whatever I take in It's got to go through this process of being validated before I even touch it, before Mm -hmm. I even apply it Um, so I know what pieces to pick up and what pieces to let go. Uh, It's valid. And I think there's a lot of parents, like, trying to navigate through this discipline thing and trying Mm -hmm. to make sense of it to do well for the kids. Like, we don't want to damage these kids. Mm -hmm. We want to give them the best chance. Um, So, all right. No, it's really good, man. It's really good.
1: All right. So that's that for the segment of parenting is kicking my butt. So you,
0: you got you got you got a long form. That is like a long you happy? form. Uh, yeah, added like a solid nineteen minutes on top of this. Uh, this yep. is crazy. You
1: know, just so some days you just gotta let life <laughs> happen as it happens, right?
0: All right, cool. All right, guys.
1: all right righty.
0: Hey guys, as always, we thank you so much for listening in and being part of today's podcast. Um, listen, I'd love to hear what uh, about parenting is kicking your butt. Uh, so feel free to reach out to us, add us to your WhatsApp, um, and leave us your feedback. Our WhatsApp number is 1-954-716-9138. Look forward to hearing your feedback.